Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Jermaine Cheatham. He is an entrepreneur, but really a psychologist. That's how he would introduce himself. He's the founder and CEO of Dow Financial, and he eats the gray Lucky Charms first so that he can save the marshmallows for last. (laughs) Jermaine, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's the it's the grain, not the gray ones. All the grainy ones, so uh, I can enjoy my dessert. For they're not gray. What color are <laughs> no, they? No, they're they're like brown, like they're grain. They're like uh, you know, like ricey. Clearly, they like color. Yeah, clearly, it's, it's like been the a long part. time since I've had Lucky <laughs> it's, Charms. <laughs> it's the healthy part of the the cereal. <laughs> awesome, quote unquote. Yeah, uh, Jermaine. So we're we're going to be talking today about. Uh, what ha- what the tipping point of your organization is. But before we dive into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, um, how you how you got into the business that you're in? Um, it's kind of funny. I guess I could take this several different ways. It was always kind of by luck and by happenstance. Uh, kind of life just teaches you don't fight the current, just go with the flow. Um, in college, I was trying to get into uh, University of Arizona, had an entrepreneurship program. And I thought it was really prestigious and they taught you how to be an entrepreneur and you had these case studies and it was like something that everybody wanted to aspire to be if you were in the business school. And so I was really trying to get in that program and long story short is I didn't make it. I didn't qualify. So interesting. But the funny part about it with that luck, I was able to find a real entrepreneurship program where they said, hey, go out there and knock on these doors and try to sell your painting services to strangers and see how that goes. So it was, was a, that an another entrepreneurship I took. program or was that just you no, starting a painting no, business? It was, it was just the internship that they had, whereas uh, a company called college works painting where you I went door you. to door trying to sell, you know, painting services. And I learned through that experience that that's true entrepreneurship. You can't learn entrepreneurship in the classroom. You can't learn it by reading case studies. You have to go out there, knock on doors, talk to people, offer your services, get rejected and iterate, iterate, iterate. And that yeah. I was so happy I didn't get into that program. Otherwise, I would have wasted my time because the truth is you don't learn anything until you're in the fire. And that kind of sparked my entrepreneurial journey where I'm like, there's no reason for me to have um, theory. The only really thing to do is practice. And so from that point, I always delved into opportunities where I could actually practice my craft of entrepreneurship in the world, world, real world. And so that led me to making 300 cold calls a day to where I am now, where I live all over the world. And I'm able to work from my laptop and make as much money as, as I want and have as much free time as I want because I chose to use practice instead of theory in my journey. 
Yeah. And you said you're in uh, what country right now? Uh, Malaysia. Malaysia. And so was was the dream always to live all over the world? What brought you to Malaysia? No, the dream was just to have freedom. Uh, that yeah. was always the dream. I, 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 was very, I was very happy in the United States. Um, and I still love the United States. Don't get me wrong. But um, I started traveling more and more. And I took my mom to Europe for her 60th birthday. And I realized over there, I was like, I can do this business anywhere. And so I extended the trip for like another four weeks. I went all throughout Europe. And I was like, there's no reason I should be confined to these silos of America or China or Europe or South America. Like, why can't the world be my home? And um, so it kind of fed into that narrative of I want freedom for myself, freedom from my mind, freedom from my location, freedom of my time, freedom of my money. And um, so that's kind of how it came to. But it was never like a huge dream of mine. My dream was always just to be free of concepts, ideas and like be kind of uh, fluid like water. Yeah. Yeah. When we started this podcast, listeners, I was like, happy Monday, Jermaine. He was like, well, it's Tuesday, but happy Tuesday. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, did I get the day wrong? No, we have, uh, we're on two different days. Um, yeah. Okay, Jermaine, how did this lead to Dow Financial? So Dow Financial was by accident again. I was graduating from U of A, uh, University of Arizona, and I thought I was going to be like in finance because that was my background, finance. And so I thought I'd be crunching numbers um, at some bank. That, that was my mind's eye where I'd be working at. So I took a job at Wells Fargo and uh, I thought I would be doing that. But my true nature came out after I took the job offer because I started negotiating with the person that hired me and said, hey, I want a higher rate. That's just my true nature. And he basically, long story short, t- short told me to kick rocks and he rescinded the offer. So now like I'm about to graduate in a day and I have no job. So I'm like, I just got to figure out something. I got to find something to do. So I took the first sales job I could, like basically hundred percent commission. And I was making 300 cold calls a day, calling businesses to see if they needed financing to buy equipment that's essential for their business. And again, I cut my teeth thinking, oh, I'm going to be in uh, insights. I'm going to be inside crunching numbers, but really I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking to people. I'm really a people person. So I had this weird narrative where I didn't really know which direction I wanted to go until I started doing it. And I always kind of felt like growing up that I couldn't relate to people. People didn't understand me. I wasn't accepting. People didn't accept me. I was kind of like an outsider in my mind's eye. And so I was like, what's the one thing I can do that would defy this narrative? And sales is the number one thing I could ever do because it's going to teach you real quick. Do people like you? Do people accept you? Are you going to excel at this? And so I learned real quick doing those 300 cold calls that 99% of people are cool. They're friendly. They want to help you. And so it kind of defied that narrative that I had in my head. And so I've always used it as a catalyst to um, get me crystal clear about the truth of life, about people. And that's why I kind of go into the whole psychology thing, because everything in life is psychology, first within yourself, but then you can see within others how they react to themselves and to the outside world. So it's just like a big petri dish for me just to kind of learn and explore. Yeah, I have found when it comes to both marketing and sales, marketing leaders and sales leaders, one of the key ways that they like to bone up on their skills is not by reading marketing books or sales books, not that they don't read those things, but by reading books on thinking creatively and on psychology. Do you find that that's true for you, that one of the ways that you like to bone up on your skills is through reading psychology? Um, not really. I'd much rather be in the world to bone up on my skills. 
There's yeah. nothing like a direct experience to bone up on skills to see, yeah. oh, this person reacted this. Like if I'm at the mall, I'll see someone react to the cashier this way because of this happened. And you'll see this kind of trickle down effect of, oh, that's the reason. It's because the kid was acting up and she was pissed off about the kid, had nothing to do with the cashier. Like there's always a reason behind people's actions. So if you pay close enough attention, you can get those context clues to figure out this is probably not a good time to talk to this person or maybe I should call them back or maybe like you can get, you can kind of pick up on what the next best step is based on what's going on with this person's psychology. But I think you can't learn that in a book. Like I go back to saying that's a real world life experience. It's like, it's like trying to learn how to pick up a chick on, um, (laughs) on reading a book. Like, you know, you have to actually go talk to, talk to people and figure out like, how does the energy, how does the energy kind of exchange with each other? Like it's not, you can't read that shit. Jermaine, I I learned about that through reading a book. <laughs> I actually had a work. lot. I, I've had a lot of success with it. Really? I mean, I'm in a happy See, relationship now. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've I've always had a natural like I was easy with people, so I never had any problems. So maybe I don't know. It's just I never understood that. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so what's the uh, relationship between Dow Financial and Creators Learn? Yeah, so Dow Financial is basically we just solve a problem where you know businesses want to excel, they want to build, but they don't have the capital to do so to buy the equipment they need to build. So we provide them with the loans. Now, Creators Learn is a platform where we're allowing people to learn exactly what we do in our business to model it. It's a blueprint where we hold their hand, we show them all the the cross all the T's, dot all the I's of how they can do the exact same business I'm doing, exactly how I do it and hopefully build their own empire where they can live where they want, make as much money as they want and have as much free time as they want. So it's a course we put together, took us over a year to put it together. And we hope people can take it, emulate it, execute on it, and then have this freedom that I have. Cause there's no reason for people to have a nine to five, be in a shitty job they don't like, be in a cubicle, be stuck in a country they don't wanna be stuck in. There's so many options, it's 2021 almost. There's no reason why people should not use the internet People, other people's knowledge to excel and build the life they want. Yeah. You said your company's been around for six years. How has it innovated over that course of time? Well, yeah, so it's been around six years. I've been in the industry for 18 years and the innovation really came with the idea of leverage, minimalism, and simplicity because finance is archaic the way they do things. And a lot of sales techniques are kind of archaic too. And so the innovation comes with like, simplicity using leverage, basically other people's network. Instead of me contacting hundred people, maybe I just contact 10 and then I contact their hundred people. So it's like a, uh, uh, just using leverage to use other people's networks. And then the simplicity part of it is just being focused, you know, focused on one niche, one industry, one type of personality type, one type of, uh, dollar amount. There, there, the, one of the biggest problems I see with entrepreneurs or business people in general is they're scatterbrained. They're doing yes. too many things. They're, yep. they're, 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 they have five different startups. Or it's like, it's like for example, like you know, people love um, Jack Dorsey and, and Square and, and Twitter, but I, I can't get behind someone that's fragmented like that. Stick to, if, he, if he would get rid of one of those platforms and just said, I'm going all in on Square, then I'm all in on it. But when you're scattered like that, you just can't have the focus you really need to to, to really have the growth you uh, are capable of. So from my end, it's simplicity, minimalism, and using leverage uh, to make your life so much simpler. So you can have 80% of your day free instead of being a 
slave to a job. Okay, Jermaine. So the big question that I like to ask on this podcast, it's the theme of the show. What makes them tip? What was the tipping point of success for Dow Financial? How did you go from you know starting this company and maybe struggling to hitting a stride of success? I think the real thing was realizing who I am and who I mesh with and who I click with. It kind of goes back to the whole psychology thing. I was trying all these different industries, all these different ideas out, but I was trying to force a, a round square into a, a, a round, a round piece into a, a square peg and it just wasn't working. And so I had to kind of realize, you know, this is who I am and I need to be focused on people that I connect with and relate with. And so what I found was I was trying all these different industries. It was construction and I was trying video production and I was trying surveying and I was trying um, uh, dental. I was trying all these different things. But my real niche, I realized, was with medical doctors. And when I had this click, they were receptive to me. I was receptive to them. They were direct. They had good credit. They got things done. They did what they say they would do. They were professional. And my income and free time rose exponentially because I enjoyed what I was doing and we got along. And I think, think sometimes we, everyone chases what other people are doing and think that's the method that we sh you should go because they are finding success in it. And I realized that's just not the right way to think about it. The right way to think about it is go with the way you naturally want to go and what naturally works for you. Don't try to do something just because everyone else is doing it. And so once I got narrow and focused and um, niched, that was really the tipping point. Yeah. When was that? How deep into starting the business was that? And what caused that switch to happen? Frustration. I mean, that was really the cause of it because I was just banging my head against the wall. And I, I realized that um, in order to really grow, you have to be um, focused. You just can't be trying to go after everything. And um, that was really a tipping point was this like frustration of not getting the results I wanted and this kind of being fragmented in my efforts. And uh, I just said, okay, I'm just going to focus on medical only. And that was just the, the kind of tipping point that made my business thrive. And um, the other point of it is not only did I focus on medical, I focused on not going after the people that needed the financing for the equipment, but actually going after the equipment sellers so they could introduce my financing for me. So they did all the mm. selling for me. I just um, literally came in, in the, at the 11th hour with the paperwork and I didn't have to do anything. So again, it, it goes back to being niched, focused, minimalistic, and a simplistic approach. So you can use other people's network and leverage their network instead of you doing all the work yourself. Cool. I love it, Jermaine. I appreciate your time. How can listeners connect with you? Just go to creatorslearn.com. And they can find out all about uh, the company, the, the course, and contact me if there's any questions. The way I think about life is I don't believe in you know, black and white or male and female or Democrat, Republican. I believe there's only two types of people in the world, and there's creators and there's victims. And everybody gets to decide what they want to be. So you know, creators, learn, creators Learn is a place where people can go and learn how to create the life and business of their dreams. Great. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest. 
and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Archelion. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at Arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.